so if we're ready to go, we will we'll do this meditation. There's some breathing, there's some contemplation of breath, and then we're going to go into a into a visualization. I think it's probably going to take 30 minutes, maybe maybe 35 minutes. I don't rush through these. I allow for things to percolate as we go. So let's just take a nice breath, perhaps a deep breath if you're inclined, a mindful breath, aware of the atmosphere entering your body, within your body, in your lungs, your body taking what it wants from the breath, the atmosphere, and then you exhale. Very centered, very safe, balanced, secure, and alert. Feel comfortable in your seat. Feel comfortable in your space. Allow yourself, however you're sitting, to place your feet flatly on the floor. If you're in a chair, if you're cross-legged, well-balanced. We like to stabilize our body and mind in a comfortable and balanced manner. With your back straight, hands resting comfortably on your leg or in your lap, your shoulders held, head relaxed, but at the same time supported. Some people like to close their eyes. Others have their eyes slightly open. Whatever you prefer is fine. If you do close your eyes, please do so very, very softly. Just allow your upper eyelid to rest gently on your lower eyelid. Don't press your eyes closed. The idea to draw our focus within. Your tongue is resting on your upper palate, just behind your teeth. And we will draw our attention to our breath. When we sit, we normally enter first into a dimension of focus and relaxation, paying attention to our body sensations. And once we get ourselves into a comfortable, familiar, comfortable meditation position as a way of beginning mindfulness, we bring our attention to our breath. So just be with it. You're breathing. Just notice it, feel it, appreciate it.
But really, if you think about it, is there such a thing as the breath? There are vibrations and pulsings and pullings. There is air moving and muscles moving, oxygen moving in, carbon dioxide moving out. In fact, there are all kinds of sensations that make up this thing called the breath. But there isn't any one thing that makes up the breath. Neither is there any one thing, including weight transfer, arms a certain way, legs in posture, etc., that makes up sitting. The point being that words like breath and sitting are names that we give to a very complex variety of body activities and sensations. Even we, as beginners in practicing meditation, we're aware of so much occurring within and around us. Even as you sit now, is it true that there are twitchings and pulsings, perhaps that you weren't aware of before sitting? If you pay attention for just a few minutes, you can learn some very fundamental dharma. Things change. Nothing stays comfortable. Sensations and thoughts come and go quite impersonally, according to conditions, but not because of anything that you do or think you do. Changes come and go quite by themselves. In the first few minutes of paying attention, you perhaps learn how pleasant sensations lead to the desire that these sensations will stay. And unpleasant sensations lead to the hope that they will go away. And both the attraction and aversion amount to tension in the mind. Both are uncomfortable. So in the first few minutes, you get a big lesson about what we call suffering. Wanting things to be other than what they are such a tremendous amount of truth to be learned from just closing your eyes and paying attention to body and mind sensations. So then why, if all the myriad body sensations are so happening all the time, why on earth do we spend so much time bringing the attention back to the breath? Especially when it's so difficult to stay with the breath, 
even for a couple of seconds without our mind wandering. Why so much concentration, so much attention on the breath? We're not doing this to become good breathers or good sitters. We're not doing this to become good meditators. We're doing this to create clarity in our mind. We're doing this to perhaps begin to learn a little more authentically about what is truth, natural truth. So the breath is a really good point of focus to begin with, even to end with, but certainly to begin with. It's always there. We are all always breathing. It's a relatively neutral activity to pay attention to. It's repetitive, uncomplicated, and rather plain. For that reason, as we begin to focus on it and pay attention to it, it allows the mind to become somewhat concentrated and calm as well. Concentrated and rather calm as well. So it's a good tool for focusing and also for calming our attention. And when the mind is focused and attention is calmed, sometimes insight arises. When the mind is focused and attention is calmed, Sometimes insights arise. Some people practice meditation throughout their entire lives just by paying attention to breathing. Everything that is true about anything is true about breath. It's impermanent. It arises and it passes away. Yet, if you try to stop for a while and don't breathe, you become uncomfortable. So then you take a big inhalation and feel comfortable again. And then if you hold your breath too long, it's no longer comfortable. So you have to breathe out, let it go. all the time shifting the possibility of discomfort continually arising. So we can see firsthand that everything keeps changing. Nothing stays the same, even something as simple as our breath. just like the breath, 
everything is impermanent, always changing, never staying the same even for an instant. So now, as your attention is on your breath, comprised of all those different aspects of movement, feel free to rejoice, to truly rejoice in the understanding that not only do you realize the simple truth of impermanence, but through that understanding, brought forward by something as beautifully complex and simple as your breath, your own wisdom and insight will manifest. Through your understanding, your experience of impermanence, your own wisdoms and insights will manifest. So now I'd like to invite you on a little quest where we will use our imagination. Close your eyes if they're open or leave them slightly open if your imagination works better that way. Go inward. However you might, go inward with your attention, with your thoughts. As an act of loving kindness for yourself, place your attention on your nostrils. Observe the sensations you feel at the openings of your nostrils while you are breathing. Do that for a few moments and bring your mind to its natural state of relaxation, stillness, and vigilance. Allow your imagination to be free. Imagine yourself as a river, not a very big river, but still beautiful and moving its pure waters through a valley. It's a beautiful, warm, sunny day. And the valley is not a barren place. It's full of life. You can see all kinds of birds, insects, fish, wild animals, domestic animals, and people living in a village nearby. The well-being of all these creatures, the well-being of all these beings, very much relies on this river. You, the river, impartially care about all the inhabitants of the valley. You encourage their growth. 
They can drink tasty water. They can nurture their fields. They can clean their bodies and clothes. And some of these beings can even live within the river. You are this wonderful river, full of potential to benefit all of the life around you. You are endowed with these amazing qualities of impartiality, love, compassion, empathetic joy, and enthusiasm to be there for them, to embrace their life experiences, and to fulfill their deepest wishes. Sit with that imagery, that movement, that health and life force that you support and provide being the river. Now look closely. Who comes to your banks of the river? Is it an animal? A human? A stranger? Someone you know quite well? Maybe a difficult person? Meet them. Mind them closely. What does your surface reflect? If you look closely enough, you will see their hopes, desires, and problems. What are their deepest longings? What are their struggles? What did they bring to you? Are they happy or unhappy? Joyous or insecure? Hungry? Thirsty? What are they looking for? having come to you, the river. Let your imagination play freely in this quest for a few moments. Attend closely to those in need and explore your ability to embrace them. All of them are worthy of your resources just because they can feel. They strive to escape discomfort and to find comfort. Explore your ability to embrace them, to provide for them what they need. 
They're worthy of your care, regardless of what they do to you. Throwing stones, you stay unperturbed. Trying to pollute you, you are nonetheless clear. Taking as much advantage of you as they can and giving back nothing, never mind all that. Loving kindness and compassions that are impartial are also inexhaustible. Loving kindnesses and compassions that are impartial are also inexhaustible. How does this enable you to feel? This river sense bringing everything those in the village need or desire and delivering impartially and lovingly. So may we all be like that beautiful river, tirelessly carrying these potent qualities. May we be open to embrace whoever we come in close contact with by offering our full presence. Just by giving our full attention, we are practicing a profound type of generosity the giving of security or protection. Profound generosity. As a river accumulates and carries the soothing quality of the moon, compassion, and the sun's ability to dispel darkness, wisdom, May we too develop these qualities in our mind stream with the wish to benefit all living beings, beginning with those who surround us, with those who cross our path, with those whose path we cross, with those who are coming our way. Passion, wisdom in our mind stream with the wish to benefit all living beings. This is the aspiration, the motivation behind 
relative bodhicitta. Let's think as a dedication in conclusion. By continuing to watch our mind more closely in our daily life, to try to become aware of all our hopes and fears, our likes and dislikes, that with this awareness, we can try to experiment in our daily life how to maintain an equal mind, a familiar mind, a spacious, stable mind. Not to let our mind be drawn into our individual likes and dislikes. The equanimous mind, open, brilliant, confident, capable, the equanimous mind. And you can think it's okay, even sometimes to expect problems, to expect loss, to expect hardship in life rather than clinging to the hopes of comfort and pleasure and gain. It's okay. Those things will come about. Expect them. In that way, you won't have bad surprises. And with the open equanimous mind, with the understanding that things do change back and forth, up and down, left to right, things do change. With that understanding, may we be able to transform our mind into that calm and clear mind that is not concerned with the fluctuations of experience. May our mind become the true path, and may we never have any real hindrances outside of those very temporary on that path. And may we be able to perhaps achieve our aspirational goal, the universal peace and happiness of all living beings. So that takes the meta meditation, the meta aspirations, may I be happy, may I be well, may I be safe, may I be at peace, and may all beings be happy and well and safe and at peace. And it kind of communicates that to you visually through your imagination. 
perhaps more experientially to the degree some people are great visualizers. I'm not. I've been in lots and lots and lots of visualization, tantric kind of meditations, and I struggle with visualizations. Some people are just instinctively able to visualize and experience the visualization without distraction. So 